0: You're listening to the Comic Book Informer Podcast with Vince and Raj, a podcast for everyone from comic nerds to comic noobs. You know who you are. Now, here's your host, Vince.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to issue 272 of the Comic Book Informer Podcast, coming to you on July 19th. And are you hungry?
0: No, I just thought that based on our discussions today, that maybe it'd be best just to jump in without any preamble that's off record. Okay, fair enough. So, <laughs> <laughs> Just because I could talk forever <laughs> off record and and probably better not to do that, so.
1: All right. Um, Well, then, we might as well get right into it. (laughs) You
0: did not intend to, (laughs) did you? (laughs) I was going to save that for later, but all right. (laughs) You can't proceed with later when this is coming up. I'm sorry. You just can't. So that's why I thought, you know what, let's just dive right in, whether he wants to or not, and just get it out there. You know me a little too well.
1: Basically, yeah. Yes. So uh, today I decided after... Much, much deliberation that uh, I'm going to be wrapping up here at Comic Book Informer in the next couple of weeks. Uh, we're going to carry through to issue 275, have a few episodes, uh, a little off-brand, if you will, just to enjoy the last little bit of time we have here together. But uh, after six years, I mean, I've enjoyed our time together and we're still of course going to be podcasting on other shows. It's just comics really isn't doing it for me anymore.
0: Hit me like a truck when you sent me that email, not looking for apologies. I want to make that very clear from the get go. All right. Nothing I'm saying here is meant to make you feel bad or guilty in any way, shape or form. Obviously. But like a truck to the chest when I read that. I was like, holy shit, that came out of nowhere. For me, not for you, obviously. You'd been thinking about it for a while. But for me, it was like, holy crap. So, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah,
1: uh, for anybody that's been listening over the last few weeks and even a little beyond that, it's probably been a little evident that... I haven't really been buying into a lot of what the comics industry is doing for assorted reasons. Uh either just I don't like it or I don't want to go down that route. But I it's it's reached the point with the podcast where it's more work than fun. And I, I don't wanna keep coming up here every week and just kind of forcing myself to do it because that's not fair to anybody involved.
0: The problem is is that the The problem is, is that there's still so much that the industry has to do to right a lot of wrongs. And the problem is, is that they keep making mistakes as well. So it's not just that they're fixing things that need to be fixed while maintaining a proper, proper is wrong term, but you know, while doing things right, they just continue to screw up as they're going along. So not only are they trying to right prior wrongs, they're also making mistakes right now. And like, we've talked about this kind of stuff literally for years now about the misogyny that is rampant in comic books about the racism that's in there as well about the homophobia. And then, I mean, it's obvious from us not discussing DC comics for how long now. And this is our second time with DC doing this. So, the industry as a whole has to change. And it's not just the responsibility of the industry, but it's also the responsibility of those who are partaking of it, supporting it to also be vocal about these things. And we have a lot more people who are doing that. Unfortunately, we still have a long way to go and there are not enough people to silence the other side of that coin, which are the idiots that maintain that everything should always be as it has always been and just want, again, old white guys to be taking charge and writing stories for young white guys. So it's frustrating. It's very frustrating. And I I certainly appreciate that. The way that I've looked at it for a while now has been that while I may not approve of everything that's going on right now, I've felt that and this is just me personally. And we've talked about this as well, that it's important to have more voices speaking out about this as well. And not just accepting it, not just praising whatever comes out so that you don't cause waves, but speaking out when there is this level of stupidity or things that are done wrong. And and I think that's in addition to talking about and having fun with comic books, that's been a role that we've had for a while now of that constructive criticism of things that we feel could be done better so and for again it's going on 6 years and literally a matter of a couple of weeks now so it has been a pleasure discussing comic books for you with you every week
1: yeah it's it's not a matter of everything is terrible i don't want to do it anymore it's just coming and doing this every week, it's. It's as it goes on, it's taking me longer and longer to find things that I do want to talk about. Like, I don't just want to show up here every week and go, look at all this crap. <laughs> I'd legitimately try every week to find something new and interesting for us to discuss. And. Just by virtue of the fact that I'm myself reading very little right now, it's it's getting harder and harder from week to week where like, like this week, I literally just pulled something out at random.
0: <laughs> and it's horrible.
1: <laughs> it's horrible. <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> so it, it's just I, I'm looking at what I'm putting into things and what I'm getting out of it. And just the balance isn't there for me right now. I've got a lot of changes coming up. I'm going to be moving soon to a new state. (laughs) And I, I just, I want that time back because I'm not getting the enjoyment out of it that I used to.
0: Well, right now, if we look as well, what's going on both on with the big two, we're reading next to nothing in terms of the events and even a lot of the comics that aren't even event tied to those events. And that's not the first one. The The last couple have been that way. So it makes it difficult to enjoy reading comic books when a fairly substantial block of them are things that you find are absolutely ridiculous and find no enjoyment in them at all. So there's... There's only so much you can do, mm-hmm. but uh, I definitely want to thank you, Raj, for
1: <clears throat> all the support over the years. Like a- as much work as I put into the discussions, and like I said, week to week, coming up with topics. I know you put in just as much on the technical side of things, and I don't want to take that away from you. I know I, you've put
0: in just as much work as I have, just in different ways. I, I'm the comedy relief, and yeah, it's funny. I was talking to Joe today, and because literally this has been pretty much the only thing I've thought about all day. And again, not, not trying to make anybody feel bad. I'm just saying, like, came out of nowhere, so it's it kind of surprised me. And you have to keep in mind, I was raised by a lot of old Italian ladies. Guilt is my
1: default mode.
0: <laughs> I, I I've. <laughs> Raised four kids, I know how to wield guilt. Let me tell you. <laughs> uh, but no, the I've been thinking about it all day, and, and again, it's not like you're you're pissed off at me and just taking off kind of thing. That would have been holy. <laughs> uh, with, uh, it, it, we, we're going to continue doing podcasts. Hell, we may now be able to do popcorn Ronin on a more regular <laughs> basis <laughs> because we'll have a little bit more free time. But it is something that I've. Looked at probably more differently than you do, and that is because of what the podcasts have meant to me over the years, which is different for everybody, but for me, it is very much a social thing as well. That, due to my disability and being at home most of the time, I don't get elsewhere, and so that being able to shoot the breeze about comics every week has meant that much. It's not just about sitting down to talk comics. It's sitting down, talking with a buddy and shooting the breeze about something that you're both interested in. Sadly, at this point, not so much with the interest, but it still it still has been nice. And so now all of a sudden I'm like, God damn, I have a lot of free time. Now. <laughs> like, Am I starting a new podcast? <laughs> Is anybody looking for a cantankerous old Frenchman that's mostly drunk and medicated all the time? Like, so yeah, it's, it's kind of had me trying to decide what the hell am I going to do with my time now for that block of time? Because it's been two and a half for the two and a half podcast, essentially has been relatively easily maintainable for me and does give that sense of accomplishment as well. So it's been nice. So now all of a sudden it's like, well, damn, what the (laughs) fuck am I going to do now? (laughs) And I'll leave it at that.
1: All right, then. So (laughs) let's let's dive into our discussion for the week, because I was sitting there Saturday afternoon like I have no idea what we're talking about this week. (laughs) So I decided to uh, look at the manga side because we've discussed it from time to time, not nearly as much as I would like, because I'm not as up to date on that particular industry. And I was like, okay, what's. What's a popular manga that people are reading right now? And, you know, you had all the usual stuff, Naruto, One Piece, what have you. But then one caught my eye, and that's Berserk. Now, I recognize Berserk from the animated series from the uh, mid to late 90s. It aired in like 97, 98, I think. I watched it at some point in the early 2000s. I just remember it being like a cool badass fantasy action I remember literally nothing about it other than the main character was named Guts and he had a huge sword. That's all I remember about it. But it's growing in popularity now because with the new summer anime season, it's got a new series that's coming out. So I figured let's dive into the first volume, see exactly what this holds up as a comic. How far past the first page did you get?
0: Oh, I almost stopped there. I'm not going to lie. The first couple of pages I read through them and I'm going, oh, he's joking, isn't he? Like, he's not going to make me read
1: this. This is one of those times where I did not screen the material before I told you to read it.
0: I actually, I made it to, I think, like page 80 something or whatever, which is a lot further than I thought I'd get. And that was me trying really hard to give this a fair shot, which I feel I did. But I, I had to stop. I, it was utterly preposterous, stupid. And a bunch of the stuff was like, well, that's just, yeah, I, and I don't like that. <laughs> it's not just that <laughs> that it's like not good. It's like I really don't care for that very much
1: so the manga itself has been published since 1989, and it's still actually being published. Uh, it's had 38 volumes released. So again, comparing it to American comics, this thing has been around forever. <laughs> like, what American comic has been published since 1989? Uh, so, uh, written and drawn by Kentaro Miura. And in, in America, it's published by uh, Dark Horse Comics. Uh, they started publishing it in 2003. Uh, Whereas in Japan, it's serialized in the uh, Young Animal magazine. So, yeah, the story starts out with our hero in a field naked having sex with a woman. Because that's what you want to see when you open up a comic is a two page spread of man ass. Yeah.
0: Seriously, (laughs) there might have been some cursing towards (laughs) you that you did not hear as I'm flipping through going. I'm
1: pretty sure I heard it. I heard it in between my laughter. Yeah,
0: You're a very bad, man.
1: It turns out uh, the woman is some sort of demon or whatever. And he whatever It it's not worth explaining. <laughs> uh, the story continues with our hero, like I said, guts. Uh, making his way to a tavern where he air quotes, rescues a fairy that we later come to find out is named Puck, uh, beats up a bunch of bandits because he's apparently on a quest to take down their leader, who turns out to be a giant snake monster. And he kills the giant snake monster. Like, story is, I don't want to say thin, because I think that's giving it a little too much credit. It's practically non-existent. It's just moving from one action scene to another. And that's not necessarily a bad thing, like, If something just wants to be pure action, great, as long as it's good at being that pure action. This is something that worked a lot better in animation (laughs) than it does in uh, comics because, you know, you can have music. You can have cool animation. Whereas in the comic, it's just people getting chopped in half with sound effects for page after page after page after page. And even as the story goes on, like through the entire first volume, that's pretty much all it is, is... Action for the sake of violence, really.
0: I got nothing else to say. I can tell you right now. So so don't bother pausing for me because I got nothing to add to this conversation. I've
1: got to at least give you the opportunity.
0: No, I'm I'm letting you know you don't have to. I appreciate the thought, but don't bother.
1: So what really gets me, though, because I, I read all the way through to the end of this first volume, is that... For me, there's literally no reason to continue reading this. Like, there's nothing to draw me in aside from, you know, the pure action factor. Because our main hero, Guts, is completely amoral. Like, he doesn't rescue the the pixie. He, he just happens to be there and kills the guys that are messing with him. So it's, as he comes to explain, like, he doesn't care about anybody or anything else like he sees himself as almost this force of nature and anybody who's unfortunate enough to get in his way and too weak to survive the encounter is beneath his notice so like through these first three chapters of the story which is what's contained in the first volume of the manga like There's nothing interesting here for me to go, Okay, I'm interested to see what happens next. So from a storytelling standpoint, I mean, over the course of 38 volumes, of course, there's been story and I read the Wikipedia entry and not terribly interested in where it went. (laughs) So it's just there is nothing about this that really grabbed me as being interesting and compelling on top of, you know, just black and white blood. Yeah. Because I mean, you compare it to something like Lone Wolf and Cub. Lone Wolf and Cub had an awful lot of violence in it as well, but that violence had meaning; it had purpose. Like there was something driving it, and and to the point where it frequently, the more violent it got, like that there was a message there of like, no, this this isn't cool. This guy doesn't want to be doing this stuff anymore. Yeah, but his hand is forced by honor and uh, other means. So like, you can have a really violent story if there's a reason for it and, and a character that you can be interested in, that's driving
0: it. I can't believe you even brought up Lone Wolf and Cub in the same conversation as this piece of crap. Maybe it is right that we're ending. Cause I'm that's just, just I, that's it. This is the line you've drawn for me now. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> Listen, it, my, my knowledge of
1: manga is somewhat limited and <laughs> that's the closest parallel I could find. It's a bad one. <laughs> do you have a better one? Never do it again.
0: <laughs> I, I'm, w- I'm waiting for your, your option. No, but I wouldn't have brought up <laughs> Lone Wolf and Coffee in the same <laughs> breath as this. I just simply would not have.
1: So to further my endeavors in uh, this particular episode, I actually watched the new anime as well. God. The first episode. Because I'm not going to be watching the rest of them. Uh, the first episode is essentially uh, the bar bit from the first chapter here, and then uh, the stuff from the second chapter with uh, the priest and the little girl and the skeletons. And I will say again, it works better as an animation than it does as a comic because you have this like all these horror elements, like this dark fantasy, that really works better when. You've got color <laughs> and more importantly, music like the music uh, in the anime, at least at points, was uh, really good for setting the mood and definitely giving you that that horror feel. Unfortunately, it just looks like absolute crap. <laughs> it's actually CGI animated, but done in a way that makes it look as if it was hand drawn during the big action sequences where it's just, you know, swords flying around and whatnot like it's it's okay like you don't notice it but the second you look at a character's face or them trying to move like a human being it's it completely falls apart it looks terrible right so i can't i can't even recommend that,
0: yeah, that ain't gonna happen
1: <laughs> and then now i'm looking back at you know, like i said the original anime series that i watched you know 19 year old anime watching Vince is a much different person than 45 year old Vince. So I'm going to scratch that up to I was young and stupid because there's nothing from what I've seen here that would lead me to believe that, hey, that old anime is actually still worth watching. Yeah. And since I've been doing an awful lot of talking, I'm going to hand over to you for what we're reading first.
0: Gwenpool. Finally, I can talk about something awesome.
1: I read it. (laughs) Did you like it? I did. <laughs> did you actually read the other ones though? I, I still it? haven't gone back, but oh. I I was able
0: to jump into issue
1: four and it was fine.
0: Well it's a hell of a lot better if you've read the prior ones. I'm sure it is. It is. I I love the floating cup <laughs> being blown apart at the like that's a fantastic first page. And as a conclusion to that little story here. I loved it because it has everything that we've been following. Again, her fighting with her little penguin on her backpack with the skull inside and then taking it out. And it's the guy from the first issue that's now a ghost because Doctor Strange kind of enchanted the skull with his spirit. It was everything I could possibly want (laughs) or knew that I wanted (laughs) from an end to this little story arc. It was great. And the fact that we're going to see Miles in the next issue. Oh, Oh my God. (laughs) That's me giddy. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. I finally checked out an issue and I I was very
0: pleased with it. You have to read the other ones. I mean, it will renew your faith in comics. It's that freaking good. Well, unless we're going to be the Gwenpool informer, I'm going to need a little more. (laughs) I'm down with that. (laughs) Did you read the latest Power Man and Iron Fist? Yes, that was actually on my list. But go ahead. That got political real fast. Let me tell you. Oh, indeed it did. Wow. Like, holy crap. I'm reading this now. I don't have a problem with that. I mean, it was,
1: it was done very well.
0: Yeah. When it's political, common sense, political. Now, some people would disagree with that as we are seeing now in the politics of your country more than ours. Um, This is like straight out of Black Lives Matter and the police shootings and police getting shot. Like this was like all of that and like not being subtle about it either. And then when it's getting to the point of preaching about, the and preaching is the wrong word, but that's essentially what it is. About the stupidity of the constant hero versus hero events. I, I wanted to stand up
1: and applaud when yeah. they both left that meeting with Carol and went, nah, we're
0: not doing this. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's it's basically it's if it had not been written this well, or had it potentially involved other heroes. I might have read this and felt very much the same way as we have with with Bendis as of late with different things where you're going, I'm seeing the writer behind the writer's opinions behind the characters and that's not how it should be. But here, I it's obvious it's the writer's opinions as well, but it fits that it's the characters. It fits that these characters would be so... Bothered by this and the reaction that you're getting from Danny, especially early on. Oh, my goodness, I want to that, give him a hug. That gut feel of, like, why are people killing people? Why is this happening? And you're going, like, that's how we feel every day when we're watching the news now. So, like, this was quite possibly the quote unquote realist comic, a Marvel comic that I've read in a long time that was done so profoundly well. And, and yeah, I, I was very impressed with this.
1: Yeah. I mean, I I would put this alongside some of the Ms. Marvel issues as far as handling real life issues in a way that's still fitting to the character in the story.
0: Yeah. Because I mean, it fits in terms of what is going on in the Marvel world that they live in it's a parallel to what's going on in the states right now and around the world let's be honest but it's a it's a parallel but it's not kind of preaching about that per se it's just a parallel and these characters are reacting to it in a way that people should and that's even said the fact that it's it's bothering you so much is good because that means you haven't lost sight of that that humanity inside of yourself really Really well handled, especially when you consider how delicately this type of subject has to be handled. Mm-hmm. And and I thought it did a phenomenal job. Yeah. Uh, last one, uh, latest old man, Logan. Which was very good because mm-hmm. once again, we're getting that story and that relationship between him and young Gene. And... Because of the relationship that he's had with Gene pretty much in any parallel universe that is far more attraction and sexual in nature and things like that or, you know, pent up sexual aggression because they're not getting together, (laughs) whatever you want to call it. This is much more, once again, of a Logan being a father or in this case grandfather figure to a young mutant and helping them. And so here now we're seeing Gene helping him, dealing with all of these insecurities that he has about this time frame or timeline, I should say, and whether or not the same thing that happened to him and his is going to happen here again and it's profound. It was really well done. And again, not just that relationship between the two of those, but then when she takes them to the bar and you seeing, you know, Steve and, and Jubilee and everybody else and Puck and, and I, it was good. It wasn't something that was. Large and bombastic and just like a thrill a minute to read. Not at all, but it was a very good story And that slice of life for all of these characters while still having those powerful flashbacks to what he went through. And because the art is so spectacular, you're really moved by it. And it's a really, it's a good juxtaposition between what he left and where he is now and what he's afraid is going to happen again. So yeah, yet another really, really well-written issue here. I, I adored it. I'm
1: gonna go on record by saying Jeff Lemire's version of Old Man Logan is among the best Wolverine stories I've read. Period.
0: I would agree. I would agree. I and I'm the longer this goes on, and the more I'm seeing stories like this, the more I'm preferring this over the original Old Man Logan. So, and that says a lot. So, yeah, mm-hmm. no, I I adored this. Also, the how can he someone so small drink so much and the long pause. He's Canadian. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) It was cute and funny. Anyways, so that's it for me. All right, then. uh,
1: Well, I only had two and one of them was Power Man and Iron Fist. So the other one I have was the 4001 AD Shadow Man one shot. I said with uh, the previous one shots, Exo Man of War and Bloodshot. For me, they were largely forgettable because – they weren't tied enough in with the original characters or the cross or the uh, the 4001 AD to really be terribly interesting. Like the, the Man of War one, a little bit more because it deals with Father's rise to power when he first took off on New Japan. So it was interesting, but didn't hold a lot. Probably because I'm not a big fan of Exo Man of War to begin with. But Bloodshot, I've loved Bloodshot. But the bloodshot one shot was largely forgettable. Shadow Man is a cool property because Valiant hasn't done a whole lot with it. It got, I think, eight or ten issues in its first run. But it's a very supernatural comic. Uh, The the main character is bound to Aloha, a a, a powerful entity. And there's a lot of gray area in there. He's not really a superhero, but he does his best. Stuff like that. So what we have here in the 4001 AD is completely departed from that. But still, like, I'm upset it's only a one shot because there's so much more going on here because you have, you know, the people of Earth trying to survive in this future where there's not much to survive off of. And you have these two societies, you know, the human society and the supernatural society. And it's a symbiotic relationship as far as the the uh, the supernatural city protects the human city as long as the human city sends them sacrifices every year but there's a lot of good stuff here of like a power struggle where the humans you know try to take back control but realizing they've been lied to by a charismatic politician again 2016 america (laughs) but it it, i wanted this to be more than a one-shot because there's so much going on here like it got through its story and To a satisfying conclusion, but it's one of those things where if it had had more time, it could have been more interesting. And now I kind of also want to see where things go from here because there's more story to be told. So uh, among the 4,180 tie-ins, for me, this has been the strongest so far. Cool. And that's all I've got. So, diving into this week's new releases from Marvel, we have A-Force number 7, all-new Wolverine number 10, Black Widow number 5, Darth Vader number 23, Nova number 9, Spider-Man number 6, Spider-Man Deadpool number 7, Star Wars number 21, Thunderbolts number 3, and Ultimates number 9. Lots of stuff from Image this week. We have finally Chew comes back with issue 56. A new comic starting out called The Hunt, uh, which is an interesting spin on like Celtic mythology, so that could be very interesting. I Hate Fairyland has issue 7, as well as Lazarus, number 23, and Velvet, number 15. From Dynamite Comics, Dresden Files, Wild Card, number 4, and Valiant, we have a a The Adventures of Archer and Armstrong, number 5. Faith starts her ongoing series, a new number 1, after the success of her miniseries earlier this year, and Rye number 15, again. And tying in with 4001 AD. So that's going to wrap us up here at Comic Book Informer. As always, you can find us online at comicbookinformer.com or on Twitter at CB Informer. Definitely uh check back in for over the next a couple while. Of weeks. <laughs> while it's weeks still only. true. Technically <laughs> accurate, which is the best kind of accurate. Uh, yeah, check in with us for the next few
0: weeks. Um I got nothing. Say something, Raj me. No, 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 no. I'm the one that has a sad here. <laughs> don't 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 put me on the end. <laughs> yeah, as I, as I said the, start of the show we're going to be
1: wrapping up uh, at issue 275 and over the next few weeks we're just going to be taking a look at kind of comics in general, what we like, what we hope for the future, what brought us here in the first place and uh, hope you'll join us for those discussions. So because I'm actually really looking forward to the next few episodes. And until then, thanks for listening. Make sure to stop by ComicBookInformer.com and let the guys know what you think in the comments. If you'd like to hear more from Roger and Vince, check out Popcorn Ronin, a bi-weekly movie, TV, and anime podcast,
0: as well as For the Lore, a weekly gaming podcast.